Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Crime and Investigations, I Am A Killer is a brand new 10-part true crime documentary series produced in partnership with Netflix by an excellent production team including me, Danny Tipping and me, Tom Adams. Each episode tells the story of a prisoner convicted of capital murder and sentenced to death. In this podcast, we'll be going into the making of each episode revealing what it was like to produce this incredible series. My name is Joshua David Nelson. I'm 40 years old and I'm on death row. I've been here 20 years and I was 18 and like two months when I caught this case. Episode 10, Joshua Nelson. It's a really strong film and um, a, a great way to, to end the series in as much as it, I think it has a lot of the elements that make this such a good a good series. As we mentioned, Joshua was one of the first, well, the first guy to to write back to us and agree to film. He was very open and um, communicative in his his first letter, gave us lots of details and was clearly willing to talk and share his his story. It's called More Than a Murderer and I think in this instance, and Tom, correct me, that one of Joshua's uh, Joshua's uh, comments is that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more than this. I, I don't want to be remembered for the worst thing I ever did. Um, and part of the motivation for telling his story was that he wanted to, the opportunity to, to tell his story and explain what he did and, and how, you know, his, his life has changed. And, and, you know, in the years he's been in prison, he doesn't want people to remember him, you know, quite literally for the worst thing he ever did, which was the murder he committed with with his friend and, you know, essentially to steal a car. You know, he's he's very self-aware, Josh. I think he's very um, open and honest. And he, I think it troubles him deeply that he... This is how he will be remembered. He spent the again, like like a lot of these guys, the lion's share of his life in in prison and behind bars. And effectively, I think he feels his life ended, or you know, he's one person up until the point he's committed that crime, and then since then he's been regarded, you know, as, as the criminal and the murderer that he's he's known as. And then I hit him with the bat several more times, really hard. Everything that I had dealt with my entire life came out at that moment, and all those feelings, all that anger, and it just all happened in that moment. Josh's remorse or, or wish not to be remembered as murdered doesn't detract from the you know the, the crimes are committed and the the effect it's had on on the people left behind. We we meet the victim's mother in the film, and she has obviously is still carrying, 
you know, the loss of her, her son and is extremely emotional and, and, and doesn't want to hear from, from Josh and doesn't, you know, understandably doesn't, um, you know, isn't interested in, in his thoughts and things about the crime he committed and, and the, I think the, the other, circumstances. The other thing to note about Josh is, is he's a, an inmate who had a, a very difficult upbringing. Again, none of it is an excuse. But also he doesn't give it as an excuse. It might be very easy to say I had a tough time and, and this is what happens when you have a tough time. But he, he, he says I don't think any of that played into what happened that day. In their minds, they, they had a reason. They planned. Thinking back, no, there was, there was absolutely no reason. Tommy was trying to tell him, take the car, take the car. You know, he knew they were killing him, but they continued. They made the decision to kill him. They could have just taken a car and left, but they made the wrong choice. Now they're paying for it, and one's going to pay with his life. Occasionally we would play sections of interview to some of our interviewees and get them to respond to what they'd heard. Now, if people didn't want to listen to things, then then that was fine. We didn't, as a matter of course, expect them to listen to things. We didn't, as a matter of course, want them to comment on things. So it was, it was all... It was more a case of when there was something interesting in an interview that we felt was worth someone else listening to and responding to. That's that's when we would decide to do it. It wasn't it wasn't done every time we interviewed someone, and it wasn't it wasn't something that we would offer them every time. It was only when we felt it would actually help us tell the story that that we started using that device. And what we had was a we had our interviews put on an MP3 player and some people would put headphones on and listen to the MP3 player through headphones. Occasionally when we were playing clips to inmates, we had a little speaker that we would use. And occasionally when it was too difficult to actually play them pieces, we ended up reading out transcripts. So we would give them the words but heard read out by our producer or our director. There was a decision early on, obviously, as I say, we've the team have made a fair amount of uh, true crime and historical drama docs, and there was a decision fairly early on actually not to use a huge amount of drama reconstruction in this series. So where we do, it's to, it's to paint a picture and, and to highlight some of the areas that are, are being discussed and, and the stories being told by our, our inmates. So we only dramatise the events that are relayed by our our inmates, our key contributors. For the most part, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And, and and even then, very subtly and... I think what we didn't want to do was lay everything out in, in crystal clear drama, as it were, crystal clear reenactments. Because these are different voices giving different versions of the same event, we didn't want one version to be the truth and others to question that. We wanted all of them to be given equal weighting, as it were. So we did make the decision to dramatise elements of of our inmates' stories, but hopefully in a, an impressionistic way that didn't drive the point home. There was still room to manoeuvre mm. within that that visualisation of those events. It is impressionistic, and I think we we were constantly we were dramatising memories and reinforcing their version so you know that's that's an approach that's carried through the, the whole series and i think i think works very well 
I just want to, you know, I just want to be seen for all that I am, not that, that, not that, that, that moment, that one, un, you know, unbelievable, terrible, horrific decision. I'm more than that, and yeah, that's that was one of the motivators for doing this. Is I want, I know that it's probably not going to matter much, but I want people to know that 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 it's not so simple. It's not that clear cut. It's you know, I'm not an animal that needs to be put, to, you know, put down. Episode ten, Joshua Nelson. This is this is the last episode in the series, and and I think it's a great end to the series. But strangely, it brings us right back to the beginning because Josh Nelson was the first person to respond to our first batch of letters we sent to prisons across the U.S. And so it's another film that, that asks a lot of questions to the audience. It's you know. It's interesting and, and challenging to hear Josh tell the story in the way he tells it. It is. He's he's very open and very honest about all aspects of his crime and gives extraordinary testimony, I think. I think it, it is his honesty that also allows you to engage with him. He, he's under no illusion, you know, what he did was shocking and awful and he is the first to admit that. He, he's hiding nothing, and because of that, he is a very, very compelling character to watch. He's, his, his testimony is extraordinary. And his point about being remembered for the worst thing he's ever done, it does make you start thinking, what would, what would you be remembered for, for the worst thing you ever did? I don't know. We'd love to hear what you think of the series. Comment on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag IamAKiller. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe to this podcast series. The I Am A Killer podcast is hosted by Tom Adams and Danny Tipping and is produced by Sam Pearson, Steph Nardilli and Matt Talent with editing by Susanna Lawrence. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.